and welcome to a brand new episode of Anime Attaché. We are a part of the Fundamentals Network, and I am your host, B Zelda. They, them pronouns. And uh, with me today is my uh, regular attendant, attendant student. I don't know if that's the proper way to say yeah, it, but know. hey, you got great attendance. How's it going? I'm I'm doing well. I'm Steven, uh, he, him. This is the only only class I've ever had perfect attendance in in my entire life. <laughs> I love that. You know what? That counts. If you can put that on a resume somewhere, that should be like under skills or like accomplishments. Can attend things that he likes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, so this is going to be the last episode of our season two, where we are wrapping up the last three episodes of Cowboy Bebop. This is going to be episode 24, 25, and 26. Mm -hmm. Um, so right now, let's jump into episode 24, Hard Luck Woman. Yeah. Um, whew, whew. This episode hit me so hard. It starts off so gently. It's like Faye and Ed go to Earth, you know, to find out about Faye's past because she was watching that tape. Mm -hmm. um, the intro was odd. We got like a sleepy Ed and then to wake up Ed, Faye did mouth to mouth resuscitation. It's not something I would encourage you to do with your friends. Anybody. <laughs> Unless they're choking and you know CPR. Yeah, if CPR is necessary, do that. But that's really the only situation where that's <laughs> acceptable. Mm -hmm, so. mm -hmm. um, I've never taken a CPR class, but I, I, I'm inclined to agree based off of my knowledge, my minimal knowledge on the topic. I'm, I'm a former EMT, so ah. so I've, I've actually got a little bit of experience. Um, and I would say, yeah, like... Don't stick your mouth on other people's mouths. <laughs> Especially when they're asleep. But Ed wakes up, and then the next scene we have is Faye flying out on her ship with Ed strapped to the top. Yeah, safely. Again, again, there's some um there's some things that should be reported to CPS or DCFS or whatever your acronym <laughs> whatever is. Whatever the universal for... world version of that is, yeah. Because yeah. that's you know, Faye's had a hard life, but you don't take it out on Ed. No. Poor Ed. Although Ed kind of gets their comeuppance. Mm -hmm. um, so they all go to this junkyard because Faye's trying to look for this one statue um, that Ed kind of talks about is waterfall, waterfall. And then junkyard, you know, Ed pops up with a super cute, like, flower watering can. He's like, waterfall? <laughs> and then all these, like children show up and start like throwing trash um and showing off their like cool trash gadgets and they're all like and they're all like edward ed 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 yes ed, ed's back ed lived with these kids for like five five years was it or was it five years ago and then like they left i think it was five years ago she was she was there for two years and then there was a three-year gap between the last time she had been with right these people i think Okay, no, that sounds pretty pretty on par. But, like, this was just a really lovely scene because we find out, like, this woman has been taking care of all these dumpster children. And, like, the kids are doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, they eat well with fish head soup. <laughs> they have a home. Mm -hmm. They probably are very creative with all of the tools they have access to. I mean, tetanus is a constant concern. Mm -hmm. But as long as you have access to some medical resources, I think it's a pretty decent life. Yeah. And that's where we find Ed's little... Um, the, the, the matron of these children gives, uh, Ed this gift and it's like a, a little, I imagine like, you know, when like in the past you got a locket of like your loved one, mm. 
Mm-hmm. This is the modern version. It's like the size of a more square Game Boy. <laughs> I don't know, like another tactile yeah, no, I like reference. That. I like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cut off a little bit of the bottom, and it's like a square. That's that's what Ed opens up, and it's it's her father. Um, this man that we saw at the very beginning, who was just like running around and sliding into hot things with like weird tech. Yeah. Not a lot of information in the beginning. Mm-mm. No. Um, seen. Oh, as as I said, no, and it's it's really interesting because I feel like we've gone up to this point. Ed is the character we know absolutely the least about, mm-hmm. and so then it's like, oh my gosh, all these characters like like we're finally coming up on who Ed is, and so this this getting to this point, I started to get really excited. Ah, it was just like I was already getting emotional at this point. Um, so then it switches over, and of course, you know, we got to learn a little bit more about Faye. Um, she meets somebody from her high school, mm-hmm. which was wild. It's this old lady um, in a chair, and she's like, Faye Valentine, you know, and she gives her name. And Faye remembers that this was one of her classmates. And the the woman in the chair recites, um, you know, I, I remember you. Um, I wonder why you look like this. Are you a ghost? No, it was the accident when they put you in cryo sleep. Um, and then Faye just like can't take it and runs away. So it, I mean, it insinuates that everyone in their school or whatever, all her friends knew what happened to her, but she still didn't. I thought it was interesting that that kind of confirmed that her name, like she kept her name the whole time. Um, because I I remember. Oh, I never considered that. Yes. If if I'm remembering correctly, when we first find out that she was in this like cryo sleep thing, we didn't even know. It was implied that she wasn't even sure if it was her name or not. Wasn't the creepy doctor like, I'm going to name you Faye Valentine or yeah, something to that effect? Yeah. And it felt very like, oh. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. I really like that then. So I thought that was that was an interesting little little piece that I that I picked up on. Ah, that's really lovely. Um, and then we get to the part that I really, really, really enjoy. You know, uh, Jet. Looks at his computer. Oh wow! There's a bounty for this man that coincidentally is the is the father of uh, Ed. But you know they don't know that. They go to like find this man. Spike gets his ass handed to him. Destroyed. Just. I have to believe that was one of the moments where Ed was like, "Huh, maybe I'm not with the right people." Yeah. Um, the other, the <laughs> other, the other little thing that's really important in this is when when Jet finds this bounty. He reads it as fifty million wulong, yes! um, and that comes up in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so I mean, so right before he finds that out, um, the the father of Ed, his name is like Apple something rather. Yeah, um, he calls Ed Francoise. <laughs> that blew my mind. Francoise. Ed's name is Francoise. Really. So that was delightful. And then the father is like, uh, thanks for taking care of my son. Uh, or was it my daughter? Yeah, there's a little bit of emotional detachment there. Um, Seven years is a long time. Yeah. Well, and there's also the... Like, he left his kid at a daycare center, (laughs) which was an orphanage, and then forgot. Because they had this... He he and his partner have this this, uh, life calling to remap Earth. Um, which I thought was hilarious because I don't remember if it's Faye or 
spike or jet who's like this is that's literally impossible meteors are hitting the earth like every couple hours and they're like yeah and so every time it hits we have to run to them and and then one hits and one hits and they just they just go like they yeah. drop, drop everything oh and they give <laughs> they give the uh they give the crew of the bebop eggs so many eggs and that comes back later um but that is where we find out that it is not 50 million it is like just 50, 50. And it, I think I think I thought that it was I don't remember if it was explicit or if it was just my head saying this. I think that Ed put the bounty up. Yes, yes. No, right? Jet implied that. And mm. then we double checked like his mm. console to be like, what, what was it really worth? Like, was this a setup the whole time? Uh-huh. And he looks at the number and it's like, <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> so hecking good. Um, but like, so when when Apple runs away with his friend Mac. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> McIntyre or Macintosh. That one's very clear in our mm-hmm. face for that, and I really love it. Mm-hmm. Um, they just like leave. I have to confess, until you said it in the recording right now, I didn't pick up on it. <laughs> That's okay. It's one of those small things. They do so many of these, and I have to kind of like pick apart and I'll mm-hmm. double check the wiki, but like, Did, was this in my mind? No, no, no. This was something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so they leave Ed and poor Ed, they called, um, her father, like, oh, the father person is gone. Oh yeah. And I forgot when she introduces Jet and Spike, father person, this is Spike person and this is Jet person. That warmed my heart and I might have to take that. (laughs) Ed is, yeah, Ed is, Ed is the best. Just 100%. And then we, we get to the part that really... Destroys me, you know? Faye decides that, like, she she wants to stay, right? I think this part I was kind of a little iffy on. Well, I, I don't know if it was that she wants to stay. She wants to find where she f- belongs, because... Yeah, there was so, cause that's I, what it was. Because there was, like, in this whole episode, there was this, like... She was hoping... She was very much hoping that she would find where she came from. And mm-hmm. that there would be a place for her. And there... And I think this is the scene, right? Where she's, like, laying... In the structure of where her house once was. Oh, God, that killed me. She drew out a little rectangle to, like, add herself to where the structure would have been and lay down on the ground. Yeah, because it's just gone. Her, her everything is gone. The place that she wanted to go back and belong to doesn't exist anymore. It's been destroyed by an asteroid or other things. Mm-hmm. Or even, like, it might have even just been time. It doesn't even It doesn't even share, but it's just like... Yeah, the world, the galaxy moved on without her. Mm-hmm. 50 years is a long time. Or yeah. And there, probably about that, maybe and more. The, and there is something about that that specific animation of her laying on the ground in her drawn-out room was, oof. It hit. Mm-hmm. And I don't always have a lot of empathy or even sympathy for Faye, but that moment I could just feel what she was feeling and I felt so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the scene is inside the Bebop, and we see Ed's delightful writing. We know that smile. We know the font. And I think it just says goodbye. Yeah, it's very simple. I don't remember. I wonder if it says in here. Oh, excuse me. It says the words bye-bye, along with Ed's signature, mm-hmm. uh, which is the, like, that weird smiley yeah. uh, drawn in orange paint. Yeah. yeah. Bye-bye. Yep. That was when I started to ball. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was ridiculous. Yeah. And we see like Spike and Jet eating those eggs in silence. And like they had the four plates set out Mm -hmm. 
for everybody or maybe five. I don't know. But like yeah. they ate everybody's eggs because those boys couldn't handle their emotions. So they just ate boiled eggs. Yeah. And it was it, this was like when when I see people go like, I love Cowboy Bebop. This is this is the episode where I'm like, OK, I it's not my favorite show. It's not. It's definitely not. But I mm-hmm. do get it now. Like, right. like these emotionally stunted two men. It started with just these two guys mm-hmm. just trying to survive in space are very clearly like deeply impacted by Faye and Ed. And then and then the scene of them realizing that they're not there. Was. Oof. Was a lot. I was waiting to see them cry, but no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, we, can't, we can't get that lucky. <laughs> and then the final scene, which is kind of what sent me, was Ayn finally catches up with Ed, you know, barking, like, don't leave, don't leave. And Ed's like, no, you have to go back. That's where you belong. Mm-hmm. Ayn is not having it. Yeah, Ayn knows where, Ayn knows where he belongs. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. And then that's the scene that Ed and, Ed and Ayn run off, and then there's the little Ed's pinwheel on the, uh, on the upper deck of the bebop. See you, cowgirl. Someday, somewhere. Yep. <sighs> yeah, and, and there was something, like, I knew, there were, I knew there were two episodes left, but there was still, like, this, like, you knew that was it for Ed. Mm-hmm. And it felt right. Yeah. Like. That's what made me so mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. There was no point in Ed staying anymore. Um, Ed had all of those adventures, and we learned that, like, she doesn't stay in a place for very long. Yeah. A year, two years. I actually, I got the sense that she wanted to be on the Bebop to find her dad. A little bit, yes. Like, that that was, like, sort of her whole plan, almost, because, mm-hmm. because she was left at this daycare for two years. And then went and because that first, that first, the first time we meet Ed, she wants, she wants the bebop in particular. So she knows that it's going to travel. It is going to be able to access a variety of places, planets, cities Mm -hmm. to find what she wants to find. And then she found her dad and well, it wasn't an emotional reuniting. It was the kind of reunite, um, reuniting moment that was just perfect. Mm For Edward Francois mm-hmm. and uh, Apple. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was a it was a really good ep- episode. Um, Corgi butts for you on this one. Oh my god, five. Yeah, five for me too. Five. Mm-hmm. It was it was 100%. really good. Percent. I don't think a single episode has made me cry this hard. I didn't realize how attached I was to the characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been kind of dismissive a little bit. Like, we love the, like, when we have, like, the character episodes, but they don't always land, and it's just kind of like, oh, we're learning about what we kind of already knew about them. It's cool, but it doesn't make me feel anything. I felt so much this episode. Yeah. A hundred percent. Poof. This is, I mean, I, I, so when I was editing our last episode, um, one of the things you said for how you were kind of judging episodes is like, in two years, will, will this stick with me? And like a hundred percent, one hundred percent. This will be the episode I talk about without any spoilers, you know? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've never, this series has never been spoiled to me. No. It's been out for 20, 22 years. I can't math, but it's been out for an outrageously, 23 years, yeah. um, an outrageous amount of time. And I never knew the ending. No. 
And wait, that or maybe it's just my memory and I forgot it, but I'd like to believe that nobody ever spoiled it. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Internet. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the entire planet. Um, so quickly, just kind of some uh, background uh, homages and references. The title of, because we all know that every single episode in this series, it's based off of a song or a song reference. Uh, Hard Luck Woman is a 1976 uh, single by Kiss from their album Rock and Roll Over. <laughs> Amazing. Right? I didn't expect that, like, oh, we're going to get a Kiss reference here. Mm -hmm. um, Walking on the Moon, we see uh, Spike reading a book uh, when he's in the bebop, and that's the title of it. And that's the name of the 1978 hit single by the band Police. Or The Police. Excuse mm -hmm. me. I don't listen to them. Um, <gasps> I don't either. I know, I right? I, I probably listened to that one song that's really popular, but <laughs> don't ask me what it is. I just know mm -hmm. it probably exists. Yep. <laughs> um, we caught the the McIntyre and oh, it's Apple Deli, mm -hmm. Apple Deli, yeah. Uh, references to Apple and Mac, um, yeah. No, and those are pretty much the the major references for this episode. But for me, really quickly, the last song I think it was called like uh, "Call Me, Call Me." Um, it was the one where Ed was walking away. That's we don't again. We don't get a lot of lyrics. Mm -mm. In this series. So when, again, we got the vocals, the, I think it was in English too. It really, really nailed the coffin shut for like all of my feelings about this series that I didn't know what to do with. Mm -hmm. It just, it all came together so well. Yeah. And I, five, five wiggling space corgi butts wiggling away in the distance. Absolutely. It, it, th this is, this is where like, the amount of artistry and intentionality to get to 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 make this episode work the way it did is is honestly incredible. That right, and especially with how all the rest of the episodes are structured, where it's like we obviously didn't even realize what was happening in our like relationship to the characters and and in their relationships to each other and everything mm -hmm. and and to just like in a twenty minute episode to have that all flip was crushing wow <laughs> yeah Oof. and we haven't even gotten to spike and jay yet <laughs> no okay are you ready to talk about so we've got part one and part two of 25 and 26 the real folk blues i guess i guess here we go <laughs> i haven't even fully processed my feelings in all of this um so it, it starts with Vicious. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he's arrested yet again because he's trying to fight like those old syndicate people that are like the, the elders yeah. that have been in control for so long. And like it was clear from like episode, I don't know, four, that Vicious wants to be in control of the syndicate. He thinks the elders ways are old fashioned and he tries to shoot them, but they had like moved their entire room setup. Yeah. So Vicious just shot in the wrong direction. <laughs> It was silly, yeah. but effective. Mm -hmm. And then he's arrested. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's that. And then we see Spike and Jet. They're at a bar called Loser's Bar. I didn't catch that. Really... that. <laughs> <laughs> it made me so happy. It was just one of those like, wow, that's that's really obvious. Okay, we're going with it. It was like neon lights. Yeah. Um. They don't, they kind of like drown their woes for like a hot second before they're shot at. Mm -hmm. It's syndicate people. Just another day at the bar. That poor barman too. <laughs> I know. he got Destroyed. He got wasted. He just like, he was just like cleaning a cup, hanging up between the two of them and then he's dead. Yeah. 
the only crime he committed was was literally doing his job. Yep. So that sucks. Um, but then we meet Shin, and that is Lin's brother. Um, <laughs> do you remember? I remember Lin so briefly. Again, the, do you remember how important I thought Lin was supposed to be? I do. <laughs> <laughs> and then he wasn't because he just died. Yeah, we were both like, "What? Who is this Lin? What's what's Lin gonna be?" And then, and then Shin. <laughs> And I want to be like, okay, for everything that has been like so intentional and well thought out, like you're going with the you're going with the 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 rhyming like name like basically I, twin brothers. Yeah. Okay. I think the hair was maybe a little bit different, maybe a popped collar. Yeah. Like okay. <laughs> Hello, plot device. Right? <laughs> so that moment kind of took me out of the the scene a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but it was fine because uh, um, Jack gets shot in the leg. I love that. I love when main characters suffer injuries. Um, you know, Julia gets mentioned, so things are serious. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the, she, the scene then changes, um, and we see Faye. Faye is also kind of wallowing as well. Uh, she's alone. I don't think she's been back to the bebop. Um, I think she's just kind of, like, wandering. And then we see this high-speed chase between all of these... Black unmarked vehicles, you know, mm-hmm. a, a blind rat would recognize as syndicate cars. Um, and this like sleek red convertible with like this blonde woman mm-hmm. driving it, and her hair was blowing in the wind. It was so cliche, like very noir. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are the kind of scenes that we would see in a noir film. Yeah, so I, I liked it. The, cliche the, mo- the mobsters, and yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, it was great. And the dame. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of this scene, we got that beautiful moment of um, Faye and Julia in the car together. And Faye does not realize who she's in the car with. They try to like, she's like, so, uh, you know, we're both ladies. Maybe we should partner up mm-hmm. and probably be good for the both of us. And mm-hmm. Julia's like, no, I got <laughs> stuff to do things. <laughs> I did like that they both kind of like danced around like, because Faye recognized her but couldn't place her. Yes. And Julia Julia did the same thing but but places her first and and that that line of like um next time you see Spike like tell him tell him to meet me where at the at the place or I'm something super vague. Yeah. That he'll know. Yeah. yeah. But I but I just love that like it's it's another one of those it's a trope, right? It's one of those tropes that I just yes. and I just eat those tropes up. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love that. I had a moment where I was like, what the heck? How could Fade not recognize Julia? But then it also I had that moment where I don't know like has has like has she ever seen Julia? I was trying to reflect. I think I think there she's seen like one picture when she was in that apartment. Remember with the the trans yes. the trans person, yes, yes, the the soldier with the locket, yeah. yes, okay, yeah, yeah. I know she saw a picture of Vicious. Yes, if not, no, she didn't meet Vicious because she didn't show no. up to that first church fight. Yeah, but I don't know. Wild. Yeah, so 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 I don't know that she would have had. I mean, it would have been one of those things, kind of like how they portrayed it. Of like, I've seen you somewhere, but I don't, I don't have enough context. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and she's trying to resolve her own emotions about mm-hmm. not belonging anywhere. And then it's kind of like the feeling of now what? Yeah. What do I do? Yeah. And I love that that sent her back, honestly. Cause she, yes. Like, because she did hit this realization where she's like, I do belong with these, these like loser dudes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we somehow created this strange little family. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And that's the best way to put it is they are, they were a family. They are a family. So then this beautiful kind of uh, scene switches um, to Jet and Spike. And like they have like a temporary argument where uh, Jet's like, why are you trying to focus on the past? You know, nothing good ever comes of it. Um, and then before we get a true resolution from, you know, our, our two brothers fighting, we see Vicious's hate that word execution um as it's about to begin it's just like a firing range yeah just just straight Ugh. classic firing line so yeah that's yeah, yeah. Uh, i didn't love that but so the scenes are kind of flip-flopping because like this is the this is the end this is like the penultimate um and then like we see the bebop and faye tells spike about julia and they all they they leave they leave the bebop in the respective ships um it doesn't you don't they don't really say why but as this scene begins you know the the firing squad begins to shoot at vicious vicious's weird bird that is always around explodes into bullet i don't know did you understand that i don't i that part i'm not really remembering as something that stood out uh, that's okay if i'm being honest because <laughs> that was like the the original bullets that shot out that like broke off vicious's handcuffs and like killed a bunch of the the people that were lined up to kill vicious yeah. and then vicious like then like it's all kind of like blinking there's bloodshed we're seeing the space battle and it's clear that jet and Faye are trying to keep spike protected from all of the syndicate that are trying to kill spike mm -hmm. and spike just wants to land on earth again to get to julia and it's all happening at once and there's so much blood and i loved it because it was chaotic mm -hmm. and then we see spike and julia in the graveyard mm -hmm. and julia pulls a gun on him <sighs> And we know from a flashback that Julia was supposed to kill Spike. And I kind of thought that she was still going to kill him. Yeah. And he would let her. It, it was interesting because I think one of the things that we had been thinking through some of the flashbacks was that, like, she had a romance thing with Vicious. But it, yeah. it looked like from this episode, it looked far more manipulative and not mm -hmm. and not that. So that was that was interesting, too, because it shows Vicious like like. You either have to, you kill him or I kill both of you. Like, exactly. That's the choice. And that was the original choice when Spike left. Mm -hmm. And so she, she ran. And. Tried to keep herself alive for as long as possible to yeah. find Spike. And so then both of Julia and Spike, like both of their paths are, have caught up to them essentially. Mm -hmm. And they hugged. Well, Julia yeah. hugged Spike and it was yeah. like, oh, finally. Yeah. There's so on the wiki, by the way, there's this, there's this, um, they have some of the quotes and one of them's the one from Jet when they're arguing is, uh, <laughs> when you and I first met, you told me something. You said that you had died once, that you had seen death. Why can't you just let it go? Forget the past. And it's, it's just like, that's been, that's been really when you think about the theme of these people, mm -hmm. it's been that battle between forgetting the past and the past pulling you back constantly mm -hmm. and then we were about to get the best context for that but we'll, we'll address that in just a moment <laughs> um ugh. because uh julia and uh spike the they drive out together and they go to oh my gosh my watch thinks that i'm doing exercise because i keep waving my arms <laughs> around dramatically thanks um spike and julia drive to spike's old friend annie Mm -hmm. We met Annie back in season one. 
uh, maybe like episode five, and Annie has been shot. Yeah. Yeah, because that's where that's in that is the the first one where she, where he goes and gets the weapons and to do this church fight. Um, yeah. Oh, that's why he pulls out that same box. That didn't I didn't mm-hmm. make that connection. That's so good. Yeah, and and Annie like finding a little bit of like joy or peace in Spike and Julia being together. Right. And but then she dies. Yeah, her last words were just. Talking about the cold winds. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like that's that scene is the most significant in what happens next. Cause I feel like that's the scene that I think if she didn't die, Spike would have run away. Huh. I think Spike and Julia would have left. But then I she died. I like that. And I think because uh-huh. you see Spike sort of flip to like, we're trying mm-hmm. to survive, we're trying to survive to like. No, I'm 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 not letting it catch up to anyone else anymore. Julia picks up on that mm-hmm. because she says, like, well, I guess we're not running away anymore, are we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And then and then they start fighting fast. Cause cause I think is it is it Jet gets word from one of his police friends that like the syndicate is hunting down anyone connected to this this part of the syndicate, yeah. like anybody or anybody connected with Vicious specifically, because Vicious is doing the the mutiny, but the land mutiny version. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, well, um, I like land mutiny. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, and so they start. They start. The, the, basically, I feel like the rest of the rest of the show is fighting. Basically, yeah. Um, Until the scene with Julia on the roof, because that's how it ends, right? Uh, is that where this episode ends? See, I didn't track where the episode ends. I just kept writing because... No, actually, I think it ends It ends in the... So we're actually already on to the second episode because it ends... Whoops. It's, I mean, it's better as one episode anyways. Um, it ends when she pulls the gun on him in the graveyard. Oh, wow. Which, that's, wow. A, that's a great cliffhanger. So... Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> it worked on me. I got, I thought she was going to kill him. I'm like, this can't be the end. We have one more episode. But yeah, they, um, they're they like just trying to escape on the rooftops and Julia gets shot. And it's it's done exactly how I would expect this show to do it. Mm-hmm. Where it's like... The backdrop of the sunset. Mm-hmm. Um, the slow motion, the way her hair falls, the slow collapse to the ground, and then we see Spike with her in her with her in his arms. It killed me. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but then also super fitting, it's done. Like, yep. It's just it's moved on. That was the weirdest for me to kind of adjust to. Um, there's a moment where we flash back and it's Spike talking to the indigenous man um, who's like sitting atop the mountain. Uh, our friend talking. I think, isn't it? It's Jet. Jet's talking to him. Oh, excuse me. Yes, it is Jet. Yes, yes, yes. Because he's looking for Spike. Mm-hmm. I didn't. What did you think of this scene? Because, again, I don't ever feel like it adds anything, but I think there's an aspect to the riddles that is just lost on me. Yeah, I mean, I. So I have a hard time with anything that that exploits and portrays negatively. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a culture that they did not consult. Yeah. So so that's that's always hard for me. But I do think um, it it really ties in if you watch all the way through the credits, all the way to the end. There's not much that happens in the credits. Did I miss it? But, okay. Um, 
I'll, I'll, we'll we'll, we'll, ca- we'll catch up to it when it gets to the bed. I, I, I did actually, I appreciated the words. I wish the um, execution had been done in a different way. Um, but, you know, what is it, 20, 20 plus years later? And I don't think that scene would have even been written anymore. Yes. In, in, that, in that way. Mm-hmm. That's very, very valid. Um, but yeah, I, I'll, we'll get back to it. Um, so then Spike returns to the bebop and he's hungry. Jet makes onions and peppers, Mm -hmm. the classic dish from episode one. And they share some stories like it's Spike's turn to share like a a fable that is again, kind of lost on me. I didn't, I didn't get it. And then I thought it was interesting when he's like, I hate that story. Both of them, like, I hate that story when they shared theirs with each other. Yeah. That I enjoyed, that callback mm-hmm. to each other. And it was, it, it very much had that tone of, like, they know it's their last meal together. Like, that's what it felt like to me. I, that makes a lot of sense, and that hurts me so much more. Mm-hmm. That was, like, there's, uh boys, boys from 23 <laughs> years ago. They just, they weren't willing to say goodbye mm-hmm. properly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that hurts. Um, and then I guess another character that can't say goodbye properly is Faye. Mm-hmm. Because when Spike stands up, she points a gun at him. She's Well, I, I actually, that was my favorite Faye moment in this whole series. Yeah. Because she, so she, we just, in the previous episode, we watch her wrestle with where does she belong. And she finally figures out it is with this Bebop crew. And, he, and, and she sees Spike throwing it away. And I think she, she can't handle that. No, because because she loves him too. Like uh huh. Like they all love each other in their in their weird um chaotic needing therapy sort of way. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she even and and when he starts to walk away, she's even shooting the gun. Like, mm-hmm. She shoots like yeah, shoots it at the ceiling, and that's kind of like her like the dispersal of her feelings and her frustrations. But this is a really really important moment because when Faye points the gun at Spike, she accuses him of still being tied to the past. This is the theme mm-hmm. that constantly gets brought up. So Spike then reveals that we know that his eyes are different colors because one is artificial, um, which replaced the one that he lost in an accident. He says that he sees the past in one eye. In the present and the other, watching life as if it were a dream. Faye's like, no, you've never told me that. That's why, why would you say that now? And she admits that her memories have come back, but it doesn't mean anything because she has no place to go. Mm-hmm. And that's like, don't throw your, your, your life away, Spike. Like, I, yeah. I need you. And Spike says that I'm not going to die there. I'm going to find out if I'm really alive. I have to do it, Faye. And then that's when she fires her gun in frustration at the ceiling. In that moment, I paused it and I had had to think. The past and the present. We've had all of these. I I kind of, I'm, I'm trying to process this still and I'm trying to make that connection between all of these standalone episodes that we kind of, they were a little like fluff. It was just like filler but those were the present moments. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of these character, when we learned about our characters, we learned about the crew, they all were tied to the past. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I've just kind of, 
it's sinking in with me how this whole entire show has been about the present isn't always interesting and exciting and it doesn't always lead and there's not always a wild connection to absolutely everything Mm -hmm. the present just is Mm -hmm. whereas the past is we have so much baggage that we're trying to resolve or trying to figure out what to do with and over these 26 episodes we have learned and seen every single one of these characters take that past baggage open it up and figure out what to do with everything inside and it's taken a lot of time but Mm -hmm. ed left Mm-hmm. Ed resolved her baggage, mm-hmm. um, and that was her present moment. We didn't get a lot of her past, but it was just, ugh, it really it really hit me, and I don't know where my heart is, wherever the inside <laughs> of my chest. <laughs> it's, it, I think it's like over near your forearm somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah that seems right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good insight in, into, like, this whole process, and yeah. It it really <laughs> I don't know it just it it really did hit in a way I absolutely wasn't expecting these to hit. Do you want to summarize the last scene as Spike walks into the syndicate headquarters? Yeah, I mean, I mean, he walks in and it's just it's it's a classic guns blazing, one man against the world sort of a thing. Um, he does find Shin uh, <laughs> again. Uh, and Shin Shin starts to help him get up to find Vicious. Shin, like Lin, gets dead. Um, I tried so hard not to laugh at that scene because it's meant to be sad, but it's yeah. just like, come on, yeah. what is the point of these characters? <laughs> but but then finally, um, it's Vicious and Spike, and Vicious says something along the lines of like, "I'm the only one who could kill you," or something like that, and and Spike says. The same's true for you, sort of a sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Spike tells Vicious that Julia's gone, and then they fight, and it's a it's a really good fight scene. Oh my goodness, yes! Uh, Vicious with his sword, Spike with his gun, and um, and my favorite part. I, oh, this is where he says Julia passed. Let's end it all. Is they both have dropped their weapons at one point, um, and Spike has the sword, and um, Vicious has the gun. And they swap back, like yes! like we're gonna do it. And spike spike fires, vicious cuts. They both hit, um, but vicious falls, um, and spike is still standing. Um, and it just everything's slow for a for a while as vicious vicious falls. Um, spike kind of like looks up, and it shows. Um, it shows Julia, like he sees Julia again, and it reveals that her last words were, um, it's all a dream. I wonder if they zoomed in on his past eye for that. I didn't necessarily clue in on that. This, the wiki says on his right eye, which I think the right eye is the, is the one that sees eye? the present, sees his present. The eye that sees his present is what the wiki says. Um, huh. And then um, Spike responds, yeah, just a dream. And then it, it cuts to white. And then it shows the next scene is Spike like limping down the stairs. There's still some syndicate members who are just kind of like watching. Mm-hmm. They think they have no idea what to do. Well, when Shin died, he also said that I lived and I fought for you because I wanted you to take over the syndicate. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. I, I, I forgot. There's so much that happened in this episode. I forgot that. <laughs> 
so much. So in this moment, like I held my breath and I'm like, is Spike gonna gonna be the new syndicate lord? There's no more elders, there's no more vicious. Yeah. I thought so before I say what happens, I thought that he was gonna like disband it or something like that. Yeah. But he looks up and smiles, points his finger gun <laughs> and says bang and collapses to the ground and dies. And then, um, so this is where. Okay, I gotta go rewatch this part. Okay, go ahead and talk though. <laughs> so it's it's all the way it's all the way at the end after all the credits. Um, but the background okay. of the credits is stars, and one of them blinks out. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! And then Ugh. and then and this the the sentence that that because at the end of each most episodes it says "see you, space cowboy," right? And then Ed's Ed's episode it said. See you, space cowgirl, some someday, somewhere, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it says you're gonna carry that weight, and that is like the perfect sentence for these final three wow. episodes. Like, wow, because they were heavy. They were like, oh my god. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna I have that like that that heavy feeling in my chest mm-hmm. because of all of this. And that's so. So when I was feeling like, what's what is this series doing? What is going on? I what was is the missing point? I was missing that. That's mm-hmm. what I felt like I was missing and the way it brought it around in these 3 episodes like I will give these 3 episodes all 3 of them 5 5 space corgi yes. butts. Yes. Um, they were phenomenal. Um and it's making me rethink our our conversations that we've had about like there's all this space, right? There's this like all these extra episodes and kind of like what you were saying like all these moments in the present that are just there they're just happening yeah. and like does this hit the same if it's 12 episodes like we've sort of talked about like uh, and, and you know I what sucks know. probably not yeah 12 episodes wouldn't have been enough for the weight of this finale mm-hmm. and and so now i'm now i'm super conflicted with how i feel about, <laughs> the, about the show as a whole i think it's a journey you know mm-hmm. what the journey doesn't have to justify the end mm-hmm. by any means and i think i don't know if this is an excuse but i think there had to be some episodes that didn't always land yeah the same way because maybe other people felt very differently mm-hmm. about some of the episodes that we were just kind of dismissive about yeah but everybody's present moments are kind of sculpted by your previous knowledge um, so, so kind of taking that, I think that we had to, we had to go through so much crap yeah, to really feel the weight being the weight of it, of all that crap, um, and the lack thereof. Totally. I, I a hundred percent agree. It also, <laughs> I didn't think I was going to feel like this at the end. I'm actually interested in going and rewatching some of it. Um, mm-hmm. and not, and not the, not the background serious episodes, but these other bits and pieces to see like I think a lot was hit like not hinted well it had to have been mm-hmm. you know like we got when we even learned about Spike's eye we realized that there was like a mention of it when we saw somebody on the table mm-hmm. with like their eye being worked on and like what was the accident I feel like we probably know what the accident was yeah, but, we hit- but it didn't connect with us mm-hmm. was the accident him leaving the syndicate should yeah. it have been that obvious <laughs> yeah yeah I oh. I agree there's just like and and this is this is also like I'm thinking about we just finished we we finished the show this so we got to do we got to do space corgi butts for the show 
Okay. But but I have no idea where to I don't know. Oh gosh. Um <laughs> Because of this reason, you know, like there was so much to get through that I didn't always Oh god, I'm reading a little bit of Oh god, hold on. More <laughs> things are coming back to me. <laughs> Uh, this makes me so mad. Okay, so hold on. Before we summarize the entire series with some corgi butts, we're going to talk a bit about some other things. So, do okay. you remember the story of... Well, okay, so... I think it was... Who said the stories of the cats that kept coming back? Was that... Jet? I don't remember. Hmm... Um, so, uh, hold on. I, I need to, I, I'm deadass, like, I'm Googling, like, explain the entirety <laughs> of Cowboy Bebop. I just, like, I'm looking for those things that I might have missed, and, oh my god, there are so many series that have tried to explain the ending, which I find endearing, because I think the ending of this show is strongly up to your own interpretation based off of your takeaway from the first 22 episodes. Yeah. I th well, I, I think that's how this, so remember when Chris joined us? They said, um, you, not everything's going to get answered. Like, you're not going to get all of those, like, who was this? What's all the relationship and stuff like that? And that's actually kind of the beauty in it. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I see that now. Goodness. Um, really quickly, apparently, so do you remember the constant knowledge and mention of the hyperspace gateway accident that almost made Earth inhabitable? Mm -hmm. That was what happened 50 years ago. That was, I think, connected to Faye's accident. Oh, interesting. We kept seeing that moon crack. Yeah. And it makes sense because part of what is crashing into Earth is some of the moon, to my yeah. understanding. Yeah. Um, huh. Interesting. So, again, it's not explicit, but perhaps that was also the accident that impacted Spike. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> the themes of this show include existentialism, that's a word, uh, boredom, loneliness, and the effect on the past on the protagonists. Mm -hmm. Other concepts referenced include environmentalism and capitalism. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Strongly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> any any like finale like endings like if you had this is the last time you have to ever talk about all of your little like m references and niche comments about cowboy bebop if you had to get it out now what what is it i don't know i i i genuinely just like i i mean there's going to be this huge huge space on the podcast now because i like i really it is it is basically leaving me speechless i don't mm -hmm. they're they're and it's universally loved yeah I, i'm I'm reabsorbing this right now and i forgot that like i mean i liked what i had watched when i'd seen you know the first eight episodes um there were a lot of ups and downs in this series but because of the ending i think everybody who's seen it to the end loves it yeah because it's... it makes all of that worth it yeah it, and it's a big commitment to to get to that point but yeah i'm i mean i'm on i'm on board i'm on that boat now like <laughs> i think right well because because i i mean we've talked a lot about how character depth is like something that's really important to me and the way it all tied together 
after feeling disjointed for so long, I mean, it was master, it was masterful storytelling. Yeah. Um, so we, so, okay. The, the indigenous person, um, I, I guess his name was laughing bull. Um, and the first time that we're introduced to him is when Spike visit him, visits him and he predicts that a woman will lead him to his death. And then the final episode when Spike is reunited with Julia, he dies. Mm-hmm. And I'm, what am I reading? I want to give credit to this, assuming it's a real good website, cbr.com, uh, written by Kristen Lopez. Thank you. Um, and she writes, unfortunately, unfortunately for these two, a life together is just a dream they have to wake up from. Less than 10 minutes into the episode, Julia shot and killed. Um, and then the camera zooms up to a close-up of Spike's left eye that he sees the past. The shock of her death forces Spike to accept that he can't run away um, to a fantasy life anymore cowboy i guess mm-hmm. um the scene then cuts to ja, uh, cuts to laughing bull who tells jet about spike's imminent death saying every living thing that walks and breathes each has its own star when a new life is born a new star appears that is a guardian guardian star his star is about to fall i have dreamed it and then we have that ending mm-hmm. where that star blinks out Ugh. yeah this is in it <sighs> There are, because the cat that lives a thousand lives, this keeps coming back. And this is what I, I really struggle to understand. But as I read a little bit more about this, it's, it's a story of a cat. So the tiger stripe cat cried a million times when he died too. Um, and it's a tale of reincarnation. Mm-hmm. And it's the idea that Spike himself sees himself as like this tiger striped cat who had loved his white cat. And then had to live a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that gives me a little bit more context to those fairy tale stories that were told. Because I just don't have the cultural experience to really understand yeah. what that is. Uh, you're going to carry that weight. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to forget that. No. No. Same. They have. Yeah. Oh, my God. Violence, betrayal, heartbreak. Spike not running away from the reality he created a long time ago. Cowboy, Bo- Cowboy Bebop encourages viewers to live in the real world and not to hang on to an impossible dream. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to give the entire series four, 4.3 mm. Space Corgi Butts. Hmm. And that's not a median for... Because we gave a lot of bad ones. We really did yeah. this time. Yeah. We had a lot of twos and threes. Yeah, I think I don't think I can give it five. I I think there is because it, it does put too much it, it requires a a lot of um trust from the viewer mm-hmm. to make it all the way to the end. Um and part of creating media is keeping people involved. But that said if you do get to the end, I, I would, I'll say 4.5. I think, okay. I think it is a hundred percent worth it. And, mm-hmm. and when you look at it as, as opposed to just like a piece of media, like a lot of media is just to try to get as many people watching it as possible. That's yep. not how this was written. And it's very clear that this was a very intentional piece of art. Um, that this whole story was, and I, and I know it was never intended, like a second season was never planned. This was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it shows. And so I think, um, yeah, at the end of the day, I did not, I did not expect to say these words. 
I, I recommend, I recommend you take the time to watch the whole thing. Yes. Um, Seriously. And I, again, this is so funny because how you and I wanted to rush the ending mm-hmm. because we're like, um, it's not hitting anymore. Mm-hmm. Sure, the music is still great in the series. I'm never going to shit on how amazing the soundtrack was, mm-hmm. but I'm not as into the story. Mm-hmm. And then we got to the ending and it's just like, well, shit. We are fools. It was all good. <laughs> we're fools. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, apologies. <laughs> <laughs> to, to the creators of Cowboy Bebop for our previous statements. <laughs> it's it's such an original. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing really like this series. And like you said, not only does that take a lot of trust in the viewers to be committed to the very end, that's a lot on the people watching to be like, this is brand new to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take it to the end versus I'm confused and I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Huh. I think I think that's it. I think that's all I have to say. Yeah. I, I loved it. I mm. love this series. It made me cry. It made me feel things. I fell in love with the characters. I didn't always like the characters. I was frustrated at the stories. I, I didn't always want to know what the end was. I hated Vicious. He was mm-hmm. the, not even a very good villain, but that wasn't his point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He was just to be the foil for Spike. Mm-hmm. He was just Spike's mirror. To in his past, yep. he's just Spike's past. Yep. Um, and now that I have the bird's eye view and I can look down on all these episodes, watch it. Just watch Cowboy Bebop, y'all. Watch the whole thing. Yeah, it's a hundred percent brilliant. I hope, I hope after after people listen to like our first eighteen episodes, they're not like, "Wow, I'm going to stop listening to this show now or right? watching watching this show. It's not worth it." Maybe we should. I- <laughs> maybe in our podcast feed, I'm going to stick this one in the front. <laughs> funny i think again we had to go through this journey mm-hmm. this had to have been part of it and i don't yep. think we're the only people to have experienced oh it. i'm sure um i'm sure so if you also struggled with and then fell in love with the show feel free to contact us mm-hmm. on social media anime attache is on twitter is at anime attache please, please, and if please. you would like to yell at me about cowboy bebop you can do so as i am also on twitter is at b underscore zelda add an extra underscore on the end if you want to comment and scream at me on instagram or remove all instagrams should you like to share your cowboy bebop feelings on tiktok how about you steven uh you can find me on the all the social media is at the underscore bad dm um and you can find kelsey at kelsey d garcia maybe um that is her (laughs) handle uh and she will be back with us when we start season three uh where we're jumping into card captors how do i say the last word sakura card captor sakura yeah which uh i think is going to be a very different tone from what i can tell from the the gifts i've seen and what i know about magic girl (laughs) shows (laughs) i'm so excited we we really do need something a little bit more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much... Uh, <laughs> the weight is heavy. <laughs> <laughs> it is right now. And uh, I'm going to be bearing that for a while. So some card captor Sakuras, I think, is the lighthearted, cutesy, uh, slightly romance-filled, just like kids doing their darndest, trying to save the world and collecting cards. I love that. That was my dream when I was a kid. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So with that, thank you so much to everybody who made it to the very end of season two with us. You 
much like us who watch the season, you understand that it is worth it mm-hmm. to listen to all of Anime Attaché. We appreciate you and we appreciate your love of anime and your love of learning alongside with us. Thank you, everybody, and stay tuned for season three. Hopefully, the class will be back together and who knows, we might have some additional guests. Mm-hmm. Until then, we'll see you later. What's the ending? Do-do-do. <laughs> Anime Attaché.